My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi guys, before we get to today's episode, we want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first quarter at Sakara with code XO Courageous. We have been big fans of the company for years and the Sakara Life organic meal delivery program is based on a whole food plant-rich diet that includes fresh, nutrient-dense and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep. They also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakara cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XO courageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do now onto the episode. Hi everybody. Welcome back to courageous wellness. Happy new year. Um, happy new year. Happy new year, Erica. This is our first recording with each other this year. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to be back. I hope everybody had a great holiday season. Um, so we have some updates as usual to kick off the new year. And we also have a wonderful, um, episode today with Alessia, the founder of a sculpt body. Um, but before we get more in detail about her and her journey, uh, yeah. What's you, what are your updates? What are your 2023 updates? What are my 2023 updates? Um, yes, I'm very excited about this episode. It's a really, really good one. I was really inspired listening back to it about like how courageous Alessia was in making a career shift, which I think is really cool. Her fitness journey is really inspiring, but her shift into doing this full time, I think is really inspiring. So get excited to listen to that in just a moment. But my update, I got very sick right after Christmas. And through the first of the year, I was really down for like the last two weeks. And I felt, you know, 
I enjoyed every minute of the holiday season. And if you've listened to some of our other episodes, you know I'm a peppermint mocha lover. So I really indulged in like all the peppermint mocha moments. But I actually felt like I was going to get sick because I was eating so much sugar. And as we know, you know, sugar can create too much sugar, I should say, can create pathogens in our gut that can lower our immune system. And I just, I knew it. And then boom, I got, I got hit hard and I was sick for about two weeks. And so I'm coming out of that now. And I feel, I feel really empowered to continue lowering my sugar intake. I'm kind of cutting added sugar for the month of January. And so far, my it's the week one into it, even though it's kind of week three into it, because I kind of cut it when I got sick. I was like, gut healing protocol. Here we go all the way. I was like sucking down bone broth and all the things. Um, but I just feel so much clearer when I'm mm. not ingesting added sugar. So I'm still having, you know, like dark chocolate or no sugar added um, things like that. Like I'm not off of sweets. I just am not eating anything with added sugar or sugar in the ingredients list. And so, yeah, I feel really good. So that's kind of my personal January challenge. Um, Yeah. And then continuing the no drinking. I know a lot of people are doing dry January right now. And we had such a great response to our episode that came out on December 28th with Dr. Brooke. And it's a great episode on sober nutrition and sober curiosity. So if you are in a dry January, I recommend going and checking out that episode. But yeah, that's kind of my update. I feel really clear from cutting sugar. And I'm glad you're feeling better too. Yeah. So much Um, better. Yeah. I'm... I am doing well. I was going to say, what am I doing in in January? So over the years and like in early podcasting days, we used to talk more about this because I think it was something new for us in our own yeah. like sort of health journeys. But um, we experimented with doing Whole30. And if anybody, I feel like most people know what it is, but if anybody is, hasn't heard of Whole30, it's, a, it's basically like an elimination way of eating for 30 days where you're eliminating any processed food, any added sugar, alcohol, grains, typically legumes too. Um, and basically the whole point of it, oh, and dairy, but I don't need dairy. So I always forget that one. Um, the whole point of it is to see how your body responds um, to not having these things that some people have sensitivities to. And then you slowly add them back in and see how your body responds to that. And if it has a problem, then you know. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's great. Um, but basically, you're own- eating only whole foods uh, for you know 30 days straight. And I'm actually only on day like three right now. But I've done it many times. I would say this is my... F- I can't remember. Fourth or fifth. I think it might be my fifth time doing it over the course of a few years. And I haven't really talked about it other times when I've done it since the very beginning, because you and I, as health coaches, we're very clear that we've moved um, away from certain sort of like diet culture traps and things like that. And while we do know how to nourish ourselves and really use nutrition as a tool, um, I think sometimes the thing about Whole30 is that it can be labeled as a diet. And in fact, I I sort of struggled with that because it was like I had a, I had different, like I had a conflicting 
relationship with the idea of it because I had done it a handful of times and it always really made me feel quite wonderful after. Mm -hmm. And I know it's also feels structured or restrictive to some people. And I, I don't support restriction in that way. So it was an internal conflict. Like, am I going to talk about it or not? And I decided to, because you know what? It is something as a, a one tool that I enjoy doing for myself yeah. from time to time. And it really feels wonderful, which is sort of the point of doing any sort of health adjustments, right? Whether it's nutrition or anything else. And it doesn't feel restrictive to me. And it was our conversation with Danica Breisha that really helped me reconcile this, which mm. was, I was like, oh, this sort of thing of like eliminating, why is sometimes that easier for me than, you know, maybe like moderating, like, oh, I don't really want to be at eating added sugar, but like, I'm going to moderate how much I have. Why is it easier just to not have any? You know, is that a weird sort of control thing? But then Danica and you and I discussed this and I was like, this is it. This, it was like pinpointed it for me. It takes a lot of the mental gymnastics out of it, which I think is the whole point. We don't want to be spending time, energy, mental gymnastics, focusing on this kind of stuff. And actually there's a lot of ease in that for me. And I had to just accept that, like, that's okay. And and if someone was struggling with aspects of restriction, I would say, don't do this. This isn't the right time. This isn't maybe the right fit. It's not for everybody. It's not, but like coming to the idea that like once in a while, it's the right thing for me. And if it's not the right thing for me, I'm going to know not to choose to do it. Yeah. Um, I think that's how I sort of came to peace with the fact that I do it from time to time. Yeah, no, it makes so much sense. And I think it's really important. And we've done episodes. I think when we did our first, I think when I did my first Whole30 and your second, um, we did like a whole episode on our experience. And so if it's something you're interested in, we can link it in the show notes if yeah, you want to hear about old. that. I think it's three, four years old at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think yeah. it's when we started the podcast. But, you know, I think everything that we talk about, right? And this is an episode about a fitness journey. And so it's like food and fitness is so bio-individual. Yeah. And so I think breaking through the pattern of like, well, this works for this influencer, this works for this doctor. It's like, we have to really figure out what works for, for us, us, what works for you. And that could be veganism. That could be being a carnivore. That could be paleo. That could be nothing at all, right? That could be like anything. And just owning what works for you and yeah, just figuring that out and sticking to it. And so I'm excited. You're also a great chef and a great cook. So I hope you share on Instagram some of the things you create during Whole30 because I'm always inspired by what you make. Thank you. And that's another thing that I also realize it actually forces me. I get into these culinary ruts sometimes during the year and doing a Whole30 um, and my husband's doing it with me, which really helps because it, it's hard otherwise, like to have your kind of like house on board and you're like cooking. You don't want to be eating separate from the people you live with. That's that's challenging. But um, it, with a few parameters due to doing a Whole30, like just using whole ingredients, just eating fruits, vegetables, proteins, it um, – it forces me to be more creative in the kitchen. Yeah. And I actually need that 
sometimes because I get in culinary ruts and then I get bored. And so having some parameters really forces me to get excited about what I'm going to cook, to think outside the box, to try new things, to try new recipes, to, um, to read cookbooks, to, you know, to dive into Pinterest recipes and just, you know, dive into the creativity that food can be and that I find, um, through food and cause I love to eat and I love to cook. And so, yeah. So I just think that's why there's, there's so many reasons that it, has been beneficial for me in my own journey and continues to be. But um, that's part of it that I really, I really realized is like, it pushes yeah. me, it pushes me creative, creatively in the kitchen. So that's anyway. so cool. That's yeah, cool. no. And I'm sure you'll keep updating us as the month continues, how it's going. I think it's really interesting. And I, I'm like a, I'm a curious person. I love to hear what people are doing in their lives, even if it's not something I'm doing right now or want to do. It's interesting to hear about other people's journeys. And I think it can sometimes help us figure out what works for us and what doesn't. But before we get to today's episode, we're going to jump right into the intro, but we want to remind everyone that this episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. And if you live in Chicago, Los Angeles, or Miami, you can save 20% at any of their milk and honey spas on any treatment. They have incredible massages, facials, um, med spa treatments, everything. And it's just such a luxurious, incredible experience. You can save 20% with code CW podcast. And you can also save 20% at the milk and honey online boutique. And the milk and honey products are all hyper clean. It's female founded, female funded. I religiously use their aluminum free baking soda free deodorant in lavender tea tree. I love it so much, but they also carry brands from Osea Malibu, Kula Sun Care, Moon Juice, um, so many big brands that we love. And you can save, if you're a new customer, 20% on the Milk and Honey shop with code CW podcast. So all of that is also in our show notes. So check that out. Yes. And since we have such a great episode, shall we get to it? Yes, please. This week on the podcast, we welcome Alessia Scauzillo, the founder of A Sculpt Body. Alessia began working out in 2011 after her mom passed away. Her mother had always been super passionate about fitness and exercising, really helped her connect to her mom even after her passing. At the time, she was working in corporate finance and movement became the ultimate self-care tool. To Alessia, fitness isn't about achieving a certain weight, body shape, or clothing size. It's about creating space for you to feel good on the inside, relieve stress, and to find mental clarity and focus. In this episode, we discuss Alessia's personal fitness journey, her fitness philosophy, how she transitioned to fitness full-time, and her method of low-impact workouts. This episode is great to inspire your movement journey or even a career shift in your own life. And I've taken Alessia's class many times, and it's definitely a really challenging sculpt class, and I just feel really amazing afterwards. But my favorite of her workouts are her beginner workouts, where she really helps you focus on form and the muscles you're supposed to feel, um, which is really cool for an at-home workout and the burn it's a real burn. (laughs) And so it's Alessia's personal mission to empower as many women as possible to make movement an important part of their everyday lives. 
And so right now she's offering a 60 day trial to try her method and back to basics program with the code back to basic 60. So if you want to try her method and get those 60 days, you can find all of that information in our show notes. So we hope you enjoy the episode. It was a really great conversation and let us know what you think by tagging us on Instagram at courageous wellness. Before we get to today's episode, we want to tell you a little bit about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Erica and I are both certified integrative health coaches. I have advanced training in hormone health, and she has advanced training in gut health. And we offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. We continued our education and received certification through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that combines nutrition, coaching, and business. We loved the program and have had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, or even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. So we are very excited to be able to offer a discount to Courageous Wellness listeners to study at IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, and medical industry experts. To receive up to $2,500 off your tuition, you can use our names, Allie French or Erica Stein at the time of enrollment to receive the tuition discount. We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful programs. This episode is brought to you by Ned. Let's talk about CBD. The CBD market feels really saturated these days, doesn't it? It seems like you can get it at any coffee shop or grocery store, and many CBD brands actually source their hemp from industrial hemp farms in China. The brand that we love, and more importantly, the brand that we trust is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world, and Erica and I only partner with brands that we ourselves use. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their website. Ned is also USDA certified organic with all products extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Peonia, Colorado. How is that for knowing exactly where your CBD comes from? We have both been longtime users of Ned. I rely on the full spectrum hemp oil to help with anxiety and the hormone balance blend has been a game changer as I transitioned off of birth control. And today we want to talk about Ned's new product, which has been in development for over a year, the de-stress blend. I've gone through two bottles since it's come out and I could not be more obsessed with the benefits and the effects. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health 
a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Also, Ned's quality speaks for itself. The products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on this podcast. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. You can also find a link in our show notes. Thank you, Alessia, for joining us today. We are very excited to have this conversation with you. And um, yeah, just to get us started, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your personal background and journey and how that's led you into the world of, of fitness? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited for this conversation today. Um, I actually did not start out in fitness like at all. I was the one growing up who was struggling in like the beep test in gym class. <laughs> um, so very non-athletic. The rest of my family was super athletic, both my parents, my brother, um, but I was not um, until my mom passed away when I was 20 years old. She had skin cancer um, and she was super active. She went to this um, fitness studio like every week or many times a week. Um, and that studio hosted a charity class in her honor after she passed away. And I went to this class and it was like my first real workout, like, you know, aside from like track and gym class or like that sort of thing. Right. Um, and it was so hard. I found it like, like I was so gassed and I left feeling like, okay, I've got to do something about that because my mom would come to this, this studio and do these workouts like all the time. And I can barely get through one class. And this was a work, a workout studio with, um, like an older community. So it was like these strong six-year-old women absolutely killing it. And I was like, could barely breathe. So that was kind of my first foray into fitness. Um, and I started to work out regularly, um, in my early twenties while I was working full time in finance. Um, so I've spent almost 10 years in finance. Um, I'm a CPA. I worked in banking, um, for several years, um, was kind of like moving up there, but it was a very stressful work environment. Um, I, toward the end had a really toxic boss, which made the experience extra, um, brutal for me. And my workouts, uh, were really like saving me. They were the highlights of my day and I would do them first thing in the morning, because I knew that if I had planned them for after work, I wasn't going to get to it. Like something would always come up at work and I would have to miss it. So I started working out um, most mornings and it really was like the highlight of my life at that time. Um, and at a certain point I started to love it so much. I thought, why not try and teach it? I was really unhappy in my job at this time. And so I got certified, started teaching in person, um, quickly realized that to have like make or create the lifestyle for myself that I wanted teaching in person was not it. <laughs> so I decided to create my own online fitness platform. And this was before COVID. This was like six months before COVID. Um, there was only a few out there. It was like, like Melissa Wood Health and like 
a couple others. And I saw the opportunity um, and I created my online fitness platform with all low impact workouts because I was going to these studios and I was getting, you know, hard workouts in, but I was getting so injured. I'd go to sports doctors and try and see, did I tear something with like, what, what's good? Did I sprain something? And the doctors would say, it's just inflammation from your high impact workouts. Like I would do all these tests. So I decided to focus in on low impact workouts, which was really perfect for the community that I wanted to build. Like the girl that's like living her life while incorporating workouts. in. so going to work, going out, not doing anything so crazy that was going to take away from her life. I really wanted my workouts to enhance my community's life. Um, and so I started that I ran my fitness business for, um, and worked full-time for two years. And then I quit two years ago. So now I run my fitness business full-time, which I'm so happy about. And I have over 300 um, workouts on there, a mix of sculpt, cardio, and stretch workouts. And they're all low impact. So super effective, but still being really safe on the body. Thank you for sharing sharing all of that with us. And I, I love your workouts. I've taken them um, (laughs) many times before. And I, you know, I actually, I have a shoulder injury right now, um, which is new and something that I'm dealing with. But what I love about your workout specifically is you also go really like slow and you break down like each movement and how it should feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken a lot of your beginners <laughs> workouts, especially, um, with my, my injury and my mobility issue right now, but I love that you talk about how you're supposed to feel and where you're supposed to feel it. It's so like, and it's hard. It's also really hard and you get sore and all of that. And we're going to break down your method in a second, but before we get to that, there's so much in your story that I'd love to, um, dive into and unpack. So I'm just going to start from the, the very beginning, as you mentioned that, you know, your fitness journey really started after the loss of your mother, which I think is so special and beautiful. Um, can you maybe expand on like, how did movement help you in the grieving process? Or was there a connection between movement and, and moving through what I'm sure was just an unbearable experience at the time? Yes, absolutely. It was so tough. I feel like I had a really idyllic childhood until that happened. Like I had this, you know, great upbringing, great family, um, kind of like picture perfect situation. And then it all came to a crumble really, really fast. Um, and I, I feel like my mom passed away when I was 20 years old. So it was like, it was right when we were kind of coming out of this stage in our relationship where, for lack of a better word, like we hated each other's guts, like, (laughs) you know, classic teenage, um, you know, mom and daughter clashing. We were, we were very similar and I was a little bit rebellious and we didn't necessarily get along amazing. And I feel like when she passed, it was right around the time where we were maybe starting to turn a corner and then she passed away. So that was really tough. The fitness element helped me feel connected to her and helped me maintain that connection after she passed away when I felt like I didn't have that anymore. It was something that we didn't really like 
there was there wasn't like bad memories about that from when we you know when I was a teenager and we weren't getting along amazing so it was something that she did that was like such a beautiful thing for her that she absolutely loved that um was the highlight of her days and so I when I started I felt really connected to her in my workouts even sometimes like if I was so tired and like didn't want to do it anymore I would say well if my mom could do it like I can do three more reps like that would be what would go on through my head and then being especially in the fitness studio that she would go to I so that I went to that charity class but that's after that that's actually where I started getting into workouts like I would go there three times a week and I would take classes with the same people who taught her who who knew her who the actually actually the owner of that fitness studio taught me a lot of what I know um, when I first got into teaching fitness she was the first person I went to and she taught me a lot so it was a really nice way for me to feel connected to my mom and feel like we were still like building a real, our relationship and like getting to a better place in our relationship, even though she wasn't around anymore. That's, um, yeah, that's really sweet. I mean, obviously very difficult story, but a sweet thing to be able to have shared with her, like, or mm. to share with her still in a way, like connecting, even though she passed, like having that and, and sharing in the community too. That's interesting. I think like, you know, when we lose loved ones, it's like what, what knowing what they loved sometimes reminds us of like, you know, what their, where their heart was and like that feeling of that connection. And we can tap into that too. But what's so cool about your story is that in a way it's, it led you, I mean, obviously hindsight is 2020 and you can never predict these things, but in a way it led you to the work, like, and work you really care about now in your life. And, um, even though it was like a difficult time that brought you there, it's like, if you hadn't been brought there, you know, your Mm -hmm. whole platform, which is probably benefiting a lot of people wouldn't it's safe to say it's probably wouldn't exist at least in the same way. So yeah, absolutely. I was just talking about this, um, in therapy yesterday. Um, I, the silver lining in all of it, um, is that I would not probably be here in the same way, um, that I am now. I, and for a number of reasons, but I, um, I may not have had the courage to leave my finance life, to pursue fitness full time, to be sharing uh, my message with my community had my mom not have passed away. So everything I do believe happens exactly as it's supposed to. I could look at this situation that I've been, you know, put in and have like a victim story. Like, how could this happen to me? My mom passed away so young. I don't have my mom anymore, which is really hard. Like, you know, I, I have had so many moments where would I have loved for my mom to be around? Yes. My wedding would have loved for my mom to be around. Is it hard to know that my mom will never meet my kids? Yes. But I could have this victim story of like, poor me, or I could turn it into what I feel like I have, which is like, let me take this really hard thing that I've been through and turn it into something beautiful for my community and for myself too. It's such, it's such a beautiful perspective. And I know a lot of people 
can probably resonate with it. And, and I think even hearing you talk this way is so inspirational. I know I have people in my life who have gone through loss, like really significant loss of family members early on, be it a parent. And even already, I like wrote down hearing you talk about like fitness was this happy memory you had, even if you hadn't had, right. Like you had just come out of those chaotic teenage years. I was like, I'm going to share that with some of my friends who have lost a parent. Right. Mm. And sometimes struggle with that perspective. So it's like, again, your perspective is so So, um, I think really important to share. So thank you for sharing it. And I, um, I'm curious because you do seem like, like you're this light of a person, right? Like you're so like positive and empowering. And I know that's so much of what you do in fitness, but even the way, you know, you're talking about loss, is this always something you feel like you had in you or was it kind of a muscle that you cultivated over time? Thank you so much. I really appreciate that because it has not always been the way I am. Um, I feel like I had a turning point a few years ago um, when I first started this fitness journey. You know, it went from me being in my job, not very happy, not sure what to do into pursuing fitness. But and so that's what it looks like on the surface. But like at a deeper level, it was this point in my life where I feel like Up until then, I had just been putting one foot in front of the other and doing like what everyone expects you to do. It was like, go to university, college, university, we call it in Canada, get a full-time job after that's like, you know, in my field, I had studied business, accounting, finance, and then get another job after that. And then like get engaged and then get married. It was like this really predictable path. And then when I got married, that's when I was like, okay, wait, everything that like I'm supposed to be doing, I've now done other than like have kids. So like, what am I? And like, what do I want? And it was this huge like moment of reflection not just like what my life looks like, but like, who do I want to be? And, and so I, until then, I, I think I, I didn't really know who I was. I didn't really know what was priority for me the energy I wanted to like put out there. And when I took a step back and really thought about it, that's when things shifted for me. I think too, I am, and I want to make sure I get it right. I think I'm a generator in human design and like the, the basic thing with generators is like when you are living in alignment, you feel really happy and that's the energy you're putting out there and everyone else wants to hop on board. So when I made this big, it's like, like, you know, me thinking about my life caused me to make this big change, but then making this big change caused me to like, it had all this trickle effect onto my life where they both worked together. And when I started feeling like I was doing what I was meant to do, I was more in flow. My energy started getting better and lighter and happier. And everyone started to realize that and hop on board. And, and it just has all fed itself. Um, and I feel at least in my career right now, I feel the most aligned and in flow I ever have. I feel like, especially in the last six months, like the first few years were so growth, like go, it was like, you know, you got to build, you got to invest. And now I feel like I'm finally hitting a rhythm. And because of my human design and how I am, like that shows to everyone else. And I think that's the light and the energy that people are seeing. Like I am in flow and I am happy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm a generator too. And I yeah, I understand that where it's like, there can be, I think it's like the idea of if you're not in alignment, there's the emotion that 
often comes up is frustration. And when I read that, I was like, oh, I get it. But when you Mm -hmm. are, it's like ease and joy and um, yeah. So I, I think you hit on a lot of good points. And one of the things you said too, and I think this is good for our audience to hear because like, obviously we have a very diverse audience, even in age um, and location and gender, but a good chunk of our demographic and our listeners are, I would say women in their thirties. And um, I think some of the things, what you called sort of like that checklist, like the things, what life is supposed to look like, or I'm going to do these things because this is what is expected or what I think it's even almost like our own expectations. It's like, Oh, if I do these things, then like, I'm going to, I don't know, be happy. Is that, is that like sort of the expectation around it? Um, or feel a certain way, feel a sense of security maybe. Um, but, but that's not really how it works, which I think you're right. A lot of us have to kind of figure out as we go and that's all right too. But just to understand that it's not just because there's sort of like this societal expectation of like doing certain things at certain time in life. I know so many friends and I've had moments too, where I'm like, okay, so, so now what, right? Mm -hmm. This, this idea of this sort of like existential thing, like what is my reason for being here? What do I want to create in this world? And I think your story reflects that in a really cool way. And it's not that everybody has to go quit their job or change career paths, but this idea of maybe even as we explore new things that bring us joy or that we feel aligned with, like to be able to trust, to follow that, even if it's not what you expected for your own life. Absolutely. And I mean, how boring would it be if we only did the things that we expected or planned for? Like that's not that's not a life that I want to live at least like the twists and turns are what make it fun with the stability of the other stuff. Right. So I always say, like I get asked a lot about advice for people who are at that point where they're like, now what? Like maybe they just got married or maybe they just had a kid or maybe they bought a house. They've like ticked off a few of those things off that, you know, quotes like list. And they say, well, like, I, I'm not sure what to do next. Like I'm bored. I don't know. And what I always say is like, well, like, where is your energy going? Cause you should just follow it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, even if you're not sure where that's going to lead, what do you feel like is not a big effort? Like, what do you feel like? It just feels natural. Just like start doing more of that. So go yeah. where your energy goes and, and it'll tell you, you know, like, did I think that I was going to, you know, from the beginning, like, start my own business business, be a full-time content creator. Like, absolutely not. Like I, I, until like just a few months before I quit, wasn't even sure I was going to, this was going to be feasible for me full-time, but I just went where my energy went. I didn't feel like it was work when I would, would leave my full-time job, run over to the studio, teach two classes back to back, run home, go to bed and do it all over again. Like the next day, like I actually didn't feel like that was work, even though on the outside, it looked like a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I, I think it's important to like, where do you feel like happy and yeah. energized and joyful, and then just like go toward it. Um, 
I don't re recommend people do that whole thing. Like I, I didn't feel like work, but like it freaking was. And then I was burnt out, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I have a question, but first I'm going to yeah. ask, since you mentioned your human design, um, do you know your big three in astrology or your sun sign? I don't. I okay. don't. What is your sun sign? What do you know your sun? Like my main, I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, and I asked that because, you know, like I, I hear you and I so agree. And actually just recently, um, and I bring up astrology because, um, Lauren O'Connell, who's been on our podcast and she's the modern astrologer and she does human design and tarot and all this stuff. But she recently said something in like a monthly message of like, don't be afraid to leave what's like unaligned. Right. It was like, don't be afraid to, it was so beautiful and poetic. And I wish I knew the exact quote, but it was like, don't be afraid to leave the unaligned life for what is aligned. Right. Like it was just, but I think, um, you know, I, like, I so agree you're preaching to the choir, but I've also heard when I'm talking to friends who are in this space, it can be so hard to leave or change what we've like attached so much time and effort to, right? Like you're like, this was 10 years of my life and finance. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes a lot of us get stuck in, um, what's everyone going to think, right? Like what is, and you said you're married, like my partner going to think my friends are going to think, was there any, and I think it takes a lot of courage, right. To break through that noise. Yeah. And so, um, how did you break through that noise? Right. Cause even sometimes like I've told, I've literally had this conversation with friends who are miserable at their jobs, but love fitness. And I'm like, go, go get a receptionist job at that studio. You're always at like, you know, like go do. And they're like, well, I can't do that. Or I won't do that. So it's like, did you have any moment of breaking through that noise and just like, I don't know, or any advice you'd give to somebody who might be stuck at that point of, but what about this story I've created for myself? We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand that began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare products born from the spa. One of Milk and Honey's best-selling products is the natural deodorant, which is loved by Zoe Kravitz and was featured in her Vogue's Beauty Secrets video. I've been using the baking soda-free version exclusively for over two, three years. This gentle aluminum-free baking soda-free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. It never gave me any itchy red bumps when I switched over and passed the smell test, even after an intense workout. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. In addition to clean deodorant, their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, Super Goop, and more. Some favorite products of mine other than the deodorant include Milk and Honey's Gel Cleanser, Super Goop Glow Screen, and SPF 40, which I now buy on their site, and Osea's Body Oil and Vegas Nerve Oil, which activates the body's relaxation response and helps regulate stress. 
Their spas are also lovely, and we are both big fans of their spa treatments. And we now offer discounts at both the online boutique and spa locations on all spa and med spa treatments. We are also thrilled to partner with Milk and Honey to offer a courageous wellness spa package called the Courageous Wellness Retreat at a discounted rate. The Courageous Wellness Retreat combines a 60-minute milk and honey signature massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs, focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing, an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. Courageous Wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any Milk and Honey location with code CW podcast. Visit milkandhoneyspa.com to find a location near you. And if you want to try the Courageous Wellness Spa package offered at a special rate, use the code Courageous Wellness Retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. You can also find all the information in our show notes. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten-free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at seed university. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code COURAGEOUS15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. Everyone in my life thought what I was doing was a bad idea. Like I'm just going to blanket statement that. (laughs) Some more extreme than others, but essentially everyone in my life thought it was a bad idea. I had to do a lot of convincing. Um, and ultimately I had to put my blinders on and do what I felt in my heart was right. So that's everyone else. You just really can't listen. You really can't. Then there's the, the, your own, like getting in your own way. (laughs) 
which is a whole other element of it too. It's the ego element of it. I was working in finance, having a six-figure salary on an amazing trajectory to become a leader at the bank I worked at. Like I was told that. And it was so hard to leave that and walk away and pursue this dream, this passion that I had no idea if it could even pay the bills. It was really, really hard. Like, and if anyone is out there listening, being like, yes, it's so hard. It's like, I see you because I'm, I I look back on it now and it's easy to tell the story of like, oh, then I quit and now I'm doing this. But it's like, no, like it was like two years of doing both at the same time. And it was incredibly hard. I had to put my ego aside and go for it. And how I did that was taking a very conservative risks to get there, baby steps. But I created a really solid um, financial plan. I looked at my cash flows for my business for 18 months, um, how much I thought I was going to make, how much I had saved. I started saving immediately. I took a leave of absence when I left my job um, instead of quitting full time for six months. It essentially was like a six month sabbatical so that I could try doing fitness full time um, before jumping into it fully. All these things I did to be conservative about taking that risk so that like, because it was so hard on my ego, it was so hard to put my ego aside and do this. I did all these things to like help me get there faster. Um, and you know, ultimately I ended up leaving, but I did it in a way that was like, I didn't at any point I could change my mind until I made that final decision. And that made me feel better. And it made the people around me feel better too. You know, my family, my husband, who was obviously like, this was a family decision that we had to make financially. It was a lot. We had just recently bought a house. Like there was a lot of, of that. Um, but these small steps really helped me get there. And I ultimately knew that if I, if it didn't work out, I had the education, I had the experience that I could always go back to my full-time job or a different job in the corporate space, like in banking somewhere. Um, But this was all really, really hard. And it was over a two year period. So I had to give myself some grace on that. And I encourage like anyone listening who's resonating with this, like give yourself grace. Like it's okay to after six months or a year to still not be sure if you want to do it full time or be nervous of what people are going to think. Like it's a process and you should give yourself grace. But at the end of the day, what you want to do is the most important thing, regardless of what on paper looks good or what other people are going to think. And you should pursue that because you, you will always, at least for me, I thought I will always look back on my life and think, what if, if I don't do this? So let me try it. Worst case, it doesn't happen. It doesn't go well. Maybe I'm not good at it. Maybe I can't figure out a way to make money, whatever. I could always just go back. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad. Thank you for kind of breaking that down a little bit because I feel like you're right, especially in these sort of sound bite, you hear people on like podcast Mm -hmm. circuits or whatever entrepreneurs. And oftentimes we don't unveil like the actual process of what happens um, or the challenges, or I think it can be even, um, misleading because people will hear, Oh, like just follow your heart. Yes. But caveat, like don't, 
you know, like you said, you made a lot of, you took at first, you took a lot of like conservative risks and small risks before you took the bigger ones. And you set yourself up in a way that wasn't going to ultimately like have, um, like you in financial ruin or whatever it might be. I think this idea of sometimes we hear, you know, personalities or influencers say, oh, just follow this. But like, no one says like, oh yeah, but like they have a trust fund, like there's privilege involved in it or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. And that doesn't always apply to everyone who actually needs to pay their bills (laughs) or, or feed their kids or whatever it might be. So I think hearing your story where it's like, I took two years where I did both of it. And even then I took a six month sabbatical to see if this was something, even though I fundamentally was following what I knew was right for myself, you did it in ways that, um, that also had a certain sense of like responsibility around it. And I think we do have responsibility in the way that we have these conversations to be, kind of transparent about this stuff. Um, because sometimes I feel like I've listened to sort of like entrepreneurial podcasts and things where people are like, Oh, I was just miserable. So I quit. And -hmm. it's like, yeah, but I'm sure there was like other safety nets in place when you quit so that you weren't, you know, so like, so that like your health and safety also isn't at risk in that moment as well. And to be able to trust that gut and trust your heart and make conscious, um, like caring decisions for yourself along the way in that as well. I think it's good to talk about both parts of that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's so glamorized to quit your job and pursue your dreams and, 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 you know, like now we're in, you know, they're calling it the great resignation. I think that's the term. It's like, everyone's quitting their jobs. It's like, but not everyone should. So let's just like, make sure that we're making, cause I am, I'm a, like, I'm a business person, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's my education and background. I'm like, let's all make sure that we're making the right choices for ourselves. And for many people pursuing their passion is, and for some, there's nothing wrong with working in the corporate world. I think that's like where the message is leading these days. We're like, you know, you got to quit your job. You got to do your own thing. You got to be your own boss, but like, it's hard. Like yeah. what I would do <laughs> for someone to tell me what to do for a day, yeah. like or what to I would turn do, off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> to turn off at 6 PM mm-hmm. or to have a boss that I say, I'm not sure what to do. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I miss the most is having guidance. Cause I have no guidance. Like it is <laughs> me. And, and I obviously have a team now, but I'm the one making the final decisions and it's really hard and it's not for everyone, you know? So this whole glamorization of being an entrepreneur, I don't love that. I think it's an amazing life. I've, I've been creating such an amazing life for myself. I have tons of flexibility, tons of benefits. My future is in my own control which I love, but I don't have the safety net financially. I don't have someone to give me guidance like ever. I'm like, I'm doing my own thing here. So it better go well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, it is. And I have, I know so many people who are so happy and like corporate America and they love being able to clock out at 5 PM and Mm -hmm. enjoy their weekends. And yeah, like that's great. And so it it is, but there, there has been such a glamorization. And again, like Ali said, I think 
this, this story you're telling is so important because even, you know, my husband is a screenwriter and it took him, um, like 12 years to get to that point. And when he first came out here after college, you know, he was told he was in his internships and all of that. And PAing, and someone straight up told him, they're like, if you want to write and direct, like go get a job at like, like a restaurant that's so gig economy in LA and like, go write, right. It wasn't this glamorous, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to go be a screenwriter. And, and some people have that privilege, you know, and, and of course, like, you know, I have, and we've had privileges to our careers, but, um, it's, it is like, I think Al, you make such a point where like a lot of times people listen to these podcasts and there can be that disconnect between, you know, and I think that frustration and it, it leads into too, with like the fitness industry as well. Um, because right. It's like, even when we talk about diet and exercise, there can sometimes be that missing link between like, Oh, well just do this or just do that. And then, you know, you're going to look like me (laughs) fitness influencer or, food influencer, but we know, right. That all bodies are different. We know that if everyone moves the same way or eats the same way, we're still going to have different bodies and we're still going to look different because that's the beauty of being human and women is we're not all supposed to be one size fits all. Um, just like every entrepreneurial journey is, can look different too, but I'm, I'm curious as we lead into I would love to talk about your method and your program because you do also live such a balanced life and you have such positive messaging around the body, which I think is really important in the fitness space, you know, um, as well. And so maybe as we, maybe right before, I'm sorry, all these lead up, I just find you so interesting. I'm like, right <laughs> before you. we get into your method, um, maybe you could talk a little bit about your messaging and kind of even your relationship with your own body in a way and, and the whole culture around, I feel like the fitness space, because you are again, such a positive light in it where it's not all like one size fits all or not. It's like a celebration of movement as opposed to, you know, something a little more, I feel like you're not trying to tell anyone to change the way they look. Right. So yeah. Maybe you could touch on that a little bit before we get into the specifics of your method. Yes, absolutely. So I am all about movement for how we feel instead of how we look. And it really stems from my finance days of working so hard and my workout being the one part of my day that I looked forward to that made me feel really, really good. It gave me strength. It gave me confidence because it felt like if I did this, well, then I can tackle anything that comes my way today. It gave me energy for all the like hard work and the late nights and all of that. Um, So it's working out for how you feel instead of to achieve a certain aesthetic goal. Some people, you know, it, it like traditional diet culture will say, and some people really hardcore in the fitness industry are all about like, like living to work out. Like, it's like this idea of like, it's all consuming. You plan your weeks around your workouts and you do like, you know, you plan uh, your life around what you eat. Like, and there's so much rigid rigidity. Is that worth the word? Yeah. There's so much rigid rigidity <laughs> in it. And 
as someone who was not in the fitness space and now is, I understand what it's like to be like a normal person, like normal in quotes, a normal person with a normal job who is not living for fitness. And that's why I'm able to bring this unique perspective to the fitness space because like I have lived it. It's about making time for movement because it's going to make you feel good and add to the rest of your life. Like the example I always give is like, you know, I, I like to go out. I like to party. I like to be on the dance floor till the wee hours of the morning. And I get asked a lot of the time, how do you have energy for this? How do you have energy to be like on the dance floor out till three in the morning? And it's like, because I work out. Like I work out so that I can do all the other things that I want to do with my life. And, you know, for me, that's maybe go out sometimes. And for other people, maybe it's like to like run after their kids or to be able to go on the hike that they want to do. Um, And so this is the messaging that I bring to my community and my workouts and on social. It's like incorporating movement into your life so you can feel really good. So you can feel really confident, strong, energized, and then like move on with your day because the goal of life is like, is not to work out. Like that's not People don't, normal people don't live and breathe by that. The goal is to like do the things that make you happy. So I want to help you feel better so that you can then do the things that make you happy. And there requires to do that, like some commitment, some consistency, you know, working out a few days a week. Like there's this, I have this tagline hashtag no sacrifices. And we do no sacrifice summer. We do no sacrifice holidays. And it's all about living a balanced life. And sometimes I think, It's viewed to the extreme where it's like, forget about your workout, go out and have fun. But it's like, no, actually not getting your workout in is also a sacrifice. So how can you find that middle ground where you're working out, you're moving your body, you're fueling your body with really amazing food, whole foods, all that, maybe like, you know, a few days a week with the workouts and most of your meals, but then you're giving yourself that space to live your life because that's, what's going to make you happy. So, um, this no sacrifices thing is, um, something my team and I came up with last year that just like really resonated with people. And it's, it that balance is going to change based on every single person, based on the week you're in, based on the season of life you're in, based on how busy you are that month. But it's about like taking that like level of strictness out of it and just like tuning into yourself and doing what feels really good in your, you know, the wellness aspect of your life, as well as the fun balance part of your life. Yeah, it makes sense. And when we think about the reasons why ultimately, like I'm really into longevity, but not from a just like lifespan perspective, but like a health span. Like I was, I don't know. I was thinking when we think about like what we, why we move, like what are the benefits of moving beyond just like what we've been fed from a diet culture perspective for so long? Um, Cause I'm that person, like I'm the quote unquote normal person that's never been super athletic, but I fundamentally know that like when I engage my body, I feel better. And I also, when I start to feel stronger, I think about what I'm setting myself up for. And maybe now having Erica and I had like both gone back and we're integrative nutrition health coaches and I focus a lot on hormone health for women and she does gut health and that's pretty integrated as well. But this idea of like, oh, I also know like 
what muscle density can do for my bones long-term. And like, what does that mean? Oh, maybe that means when I'm 90, I can lift my like carry on suitcase over my head. Like none Mm -hmm. of, none of us know exactly what the trajectory of our life's going to be. And, you know, I've dealt with illness before. You never know what's going to happen, but like, if we have the ability to do something, even for a few minutes a day, that will help the process of living be even more enhanced. As you said, you know that you get the energy to, so that you can go dance. Cause that's something that's like so joyful for you. It's like, then all of a sudden the perspective around it changes and it's not from this like harsh or punishment standpoint. It's from a, wow, I'm helping to feel, to allow myself to feel a certain way. And it does change as we start to get older and there might need to be more, um, just a little bit more time or consciousness around that. At least that's something that I've felt where it's like, I think I've become more conscious around movement and probably too less of it, but like, just because I know what it, what it, how it serves me in, in my functionality of like my day to day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's about doing it from a place of love for yourself instead of a place of hate or punishment. And something I'm pretty open about too, is like, I didn't always feel this way. I certainly had periods of time in my life where I was working out for more of an aesthetic goal. But here's the thing. When you work out for how you look, it's very hard to be consistent because you don't actually, what your body looks like does not change each day. You know, it's like you do a workout, you do a a low, like a, a, you know, legs and booty workout, your legs and booty don't look different that day. You've got to be really consistent in order to aesthetically see those results. So when people try and work out for those aesthetic goals, it's easy to start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. And that does not add to your life. Like that's, it can be really hard physically and also mentally. You feel like you're giving up on yourself. You know, you can feel ashamed, like all these things. So when you shift it to incorporate movement and it can go even beyond movement, but like wellness in general to doing it based on how you feel, you actually do see those results every day. So like if you work out in the morning, you feel more energized later in the day, or maybe you have a better night's sleep that night. So then you're like, huh, okay, well, this is feeling really good. I'm going to wake up and do it again tomorrow. And that consistency is what's going to make your life better. And then also ironically is what's going to give you the aesthetic goals anyways, if that's what, like, you know, if that may be what some people are looking for, which like, I'm not here to tell anyone they can't have aesthetic goals. You absolutely can. Right. Yeah. But working out for, and just like prioritizing wellness for how it makes you feel is what's going to give you the consistency is what's going to give you whatever results you're looking for physically, mentally, emotionally, all of that. And is what's going to make you live your best life. So yeah, that's my perspective on it. And that, and, and I really am constantly reminding everyone in my community that that's like the priority. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I so agree. I think whatever your goal may be, and there's nothing wrong with having aesthetic goals, like, right. Mm-hmm. Like agreed. We're not, we're not here to yuck anyone's yums. That's like, you know, it's no. like everybody has the right to desire what they desire. And I, I've found, you know, I started my own health and wellness journey. Gosh, like 10 years ago. Right. And it's evolved so much. And what my entry point was at one point, which was, 
you know, maybe self-love or maybe the desire to change my body has evolved so much into a totally different space. And so I think it's just like not shaming your entry point, um, because Mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to evolve and grow and change. And that's important. And, um, but I think finding good people in the space who are offering positive messaging is something I really appreciate because, I wish I had that earlier in my journey, you know, <laughs> then, yeah. But, but, me, yeah, well, me too. Yeah. Well, honestly, me too, because yeah. when I first started working out, you know, the studio I went to, that was where my mom went. That was great. But then when I moved, you know, into the city more and I started going to different studios here, I had some really terrible experiences. Mm-hmm. And even at that time, that was many years ago, the messaging on social media was very different. It was like, Kayla, it seems bikini yep. body guide, mm-hmm. like let's go, you know, that's all there was. I feel that's like. all yeah. there was. Yes, 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 yes. And, and there was, there's actually this fitness studio in Toronto and I'm not going to name the name, but it was a, like a military based, um, training yeah. and they would, their, their, their thing, like their shtick was to yell at you while you were working <laughs> out. No. And I've, I remember like, this is how much it scarred me. I remember leaving being like, I went with my friend and I said, I am never going back to that. Like, how can they just be so hateful and so yep. mean and yelling? And my friend who actually used to do competitive gymnastics, like she's been to the um, mm-hmm. Pan Am games. She almost qualified for the Olympics. She was like, oh, I didn't mind it. It reminded me of my gymnastics training when I was growing up. And I was like, okay, we have problems, bigger problems here, but <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't feel that that messaging was there really. And when I started getting into fitness and so when I, when I did get on social, when I did start teaching in classes, I was, this was now, you know, when I started four years ago, I was starting to share this message. I was very purposeful about like the words I was using. I would never say anything about dieting or, you know, like it's slimming those thighs and working off your dinner and things Ugh. like that. Like I never, I, from the beginning yeah. knew like, that's not the way I want to be. It was like, because I had exper- experienced so much of that, I was so against it, but that was new, like four yep. years ago. Like that was cuspy when things that was still most of, um, you know, the fitness industry now it's been so, it really has been so beautiful to see the shift. Yeah. So many more people are talking about balance, about not being so hard on yourself about setting realistic goals about not dieting about not using certain terms and certain phrases and whatever in workouts and i love to see it so much i think it's what like it's what all of us need to hear even i as someone who's in the space i i benefit from seeing that language and those reminders from other people absolutely we so so agree and i'd love to to touch on your method now for a little yeah. bit right so can you talk about how you developed your method what it is what people can expect from the workouts and i know they they can be shorter too you have like 30 minute workouts um kind of that sweet spot of the length because i know that can be new for some people too who are used to the traditional like 60 minute <laughs> class. Now class, I can't do yeah. a 60, a 60 minute class to me feels like no. a lifetime. I thir- <laughs> 30 minutes is about it. Yeah. I can't Same. believe I ever did 60 minutes. I'm like, well, <laughs> yes, I have actually, my workouts vary from 10 minutes till about 50 minutes. So I have tons, um, under 15 minutes. They're called my quickie workouts. And so those are like a really amazing workout in a short amount of time. They're super efficient in and out 
like feel the burn and then get out quick. And then I've got around 25, 30 minutes. So that's a nice sweet spot that most people like for day to day. And then I have the longer ones, um, 40, 45, 50 minutes, but a ton of variety. Um, I have over 300 workouts on my site. They're all low impact. So there's no jumping in any of them. Um, and I give a lot of modifications and I really break down the moves as you had mentioned earlier. Um, when we were chatting, I really like to explain like what is what you're supposed to be feeling where the burn is supposed to be. And we move really slow and controlled so that you're focusing on that burn. I find in a lot of workouts, it's very rushed. And I try to take that away. Like we're not in a rush to go anywhere. Let's slow it down and let's really feel the burn. So I've got over 300 sculpt cardio and stretch workouts. A lot of them are body weight. And then I also have a ton that are with light weights, with bands, with heavier weights, ankle weights, like all the so there's tons of variety, the heavier weights actually I, I launched this year. Um, and those are more like strength based. Um, but they're amazing workouts that are super effective, um, while still being like safe and gentle on the body. I have women and men of all ages who do my workouts, um, especially because they're, they're low impact. There's a lot of women post-pregnancy and also older women who like my workouts because of the jumping situation, um, like with the joints and also bladder issues that can come up. Um, so yeah, I, it's, um, I actually have a seven day free trial. So if anyone in your, in your community is, um, looking for a workout platform that is really fun and effective, and that feels really good. And that feels like you're hanging out with a friend working out, then they should try it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we will link, um, we will Perfect. link your platform in the show notes as well. So, um, it was wonderful chatting with you today. I'm sure we could talk for a while longer, but for the sake of <laughs> brevity, um, with our episode, we always, um, uh, wrap up with three questions for our guests. So I'm going to start with the first one and we touched on some of this, but, um, what is your daily self-care practice? What do your daily self-care practices look like now? And do you have any non-negotiables in your day? Yes, I'm really big on prioritizing my morning. So in the morning, I do um, a little meditation. I just have gotten into meditation actually this year. Um, so I prioritize that. And then I like to do a workout in the morning too, because if I wait too long, I find like my day just gets away from me and I, I just don't get to it. And that's not the way I want to live. I want to make sure I fit that in. Um, and I like to get outside for a walk. So if I have time in the morning, that can look like, you know, an hour and a half process. If I don't have time, that can be like 30 minutes total where I'm just like quickie workout, 10 minute meditation, um, walk around the block and like get started with work. But in my opinion, mornings are like the foundation of the day. You know, your mornings really create your days and then your days create your years and your years create your life. So I'm really big on them. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that. Great reminder there. Um, the next question we ask is what does being courageous mean to you? Oh, oh, that's a good question. I think it means doing the thing that may not be easiest, but is going to be the best for you long-term and you know, in your gut what that is. Yeah. And then the final one is, do you have a book recommendation? 
It can be on anything, just something that's meant something to you along your journey. I read more fiction, honestly, that's okay. but in terms of like something, something that like can help people podcasts, like I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so it's not really mm-hmm. answering the question, but we'll just flip it a bit. No podcasts um, or content. We, we, sometimes we say book content. content. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, a podcast, I started listening to podcasts right around the time that I was starting to think about my career and my life, like that pivotal time about four years ago. And, um, the podcasts are what really started to give me the courage and the strength to make a change. Like go just, you know, maybe it's basic now, but four years ago, I started listening to the skinny confidential and they are all about like launching, launching fast and adjusting and going for it and pursuing your dreams and making a plan and tactical tools and tips for how to do that. And at the time I had never heard of these things before. And so starting to consume that content while I was walking to work, and it could be that podcast or any other like podcast like that, but like while I was walking to work, while I was cooking, while I was, um, you know, in Toronto, it's very cold, shoveling snow, like whatever I, and that was started over and over and over again is what gave me, um, the strength and the courage to make these decisions for myself. So not a book, but just, yeah, no, thank you. That's great. Um, so if anyone wants to try your seven day free trial, uh, follow you, find you, where can they do that? Yeah. So on Instagram and TikTok, I'm at Alessia Sculpt and my website is asculptbody.com. And I've got that seven day free trial. So I would love to have any of your community members who resonate with my message. Come work out with me. Thank you so much. It was lovely having you on today. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.